You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara, and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000-mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing. We'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps, and cell phones. However, not to worry because I do give you up-to-date info on each episode. Plus, you can always find more information on my website, manyroadstravel.com. So, without further ado, let's hit the road! Hiya! So, today is episode 31. On today's episode, we will be covering another 400 miles, taking us up to... 15,170 miles on this crazy overland trip. This episode, we will be leaving the Sese Islands and going back to Kampala again, <laughs> and then heading out to the Kabali National Forest Park in search of 13 different primates, monkeys, including chimps. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off from the last episode. So if this is your first episode, you might want to go back to episode one and come along on the whole trip. Okay, so it's day 202 and we left <laughs> lovely Agnes's place covered in bites, probably flea bites from the birds and dogs and all of her, <laughs> the animals that were in that crazy house. I mean, we did indoor camping in her house. It was that dirty. Anyway, so <laughs> left Cecil Island. Say goodbye to Agnes, who was the most amazing cook in Africa up to this point, in my opinion. And it took us about six and a half hours on the boat to from her island to get to Port Bell, which was a nice little ferry ride. I even got to doze a little bit on one of the benches, so that was nice. And this is on Lake Victoria, so the Cecil Islands are in Lake Victoria. And then from Port Bell, we got a taxi to back to Kampala, the capital of Uganda, once again. Now, we is my friend Claire and I, and I met Claire in Nairobi about, probably at this point, about a month prior. So it was the girls on the road. <laughs> so back to busy Kampala and to the <laughs> ubiquitous taxi park there. We decided we were going to upgrade from the Y, which is where we stayed before, because it's it also is a school during the day. <laughs> so it's quite weird. You just sleep on mattresses on the on the floor, but then you have to be out by eight thirty in the morning. So we're like, okay, we're going to upgrade and find a nicer hotel. And also, the week before when we were there, it was to Kabaka, which is the crowning of the new king for one of the tribes. So it wasn't quite as hectic. So we found you know the usual cheap and cheerful place. It was only five dollars a night for a triple, so we had two beds in there, and a spare bed kind of thing. So we were hoping we wouldn't get anyone else in there, but, you know, no biggie. Our main hope was that the bed, the beds didn't have any bed bugs or fleas, because like I said, we were covered in bites, so didn't need any more bites, that's for sure. They were so itchy as well. So then we just walked around the market and bought some groceries to make Claire's infamous guacamole for dinner and a fresh loaf of bread. Then just went back to the hotel, had dinner in the hotel room, cups of hot chocolate. And the hotel also had clean hot showers. So that was a big plus as well, especially after Agnes's. I don't even think there were showers there. <laughs> just swim in the lake, basically. So day 203 was a really busy day. We had loads of things to do. Well, we actually had to write a list. We had so many little things to do because we didn't know when we'd be in a big capital city again where we can get, you know, the bits and bobs that we needed. 
So after breakfast, we just made some porridge in our room. It was great having a little camping stove because kind of felt a bit like home. At least you had a mini tiny little kitchen. <laughs> so then, of course, the next stop was to hit the banks yet again in Uganda, change up some money. So at the time, it was about 1,100 Ugandan shillings to one U.S. dollar. Nowadays, it's about 3,700 to the dollar. But on our way to the bank, we bumped into these two brothers that I had met and hung out with in Lamu Island off the Kenyan coast, Bo and Cam. So I hadn't seen them for probably two months or so. And they had news of Casey. So Casey was my friend who I left this trip with when we traveled together just over five months. But we parted ways at Lamu, briefly saw each other again in Nairobi. So that was cool. So they're they're catching me up on the Casey news. <laughs> and yes, he did go to London, England from Nairobi. And I guess he bought 20 kilograms of Mira, which is like chut, which is what we, we chewed in Ethiopia. Well, it's this plant and you get sticks, like sticks of it, and you chew these little red leaves and it gives you kind of a speedy high. But it's very popular with Ethiopians and I think Jamaicans as well in, in London. And also he knew his best friend had moved to London as well. So I guess he left with this 20 kilograms of Mira and apparently he had a contact in London who was going to buy it all. And he also bought 15 Ethiopian crosses that he was going to try and sell in the markets in London. But he told the boys he would was only going to go for seven to 10 days and be back and meet up with them to travel with them for a while. So the boys had his camping stove and the pots and they were supposed to meet him in Kampala. But they hadn't heard from him in three weeks. <laughs> so they were like, we don't know what to do. You know, we're just going to, they're heading out to Zaire the next day to go see the gorillas. And I guess they told, Casey said that he would might write to me in Dar es Salaam in Tanzania at the post restaurant. Now remember, this is back in 1993. So it's not like nowadays where you can just email or call or text someone. You know, it was back to the old letter writing days. It was great to see them and it was good to get news on Casey. I did find out much later that Casey ended up being away for, like, stayed in England for 11 months. So, <laughs> a little bit longer than seven to 10 days. We went to the market, picked up some bits and bobs, and then also we wanted to look around, you know, tour guide offices or stuff like that to have a look at how much it would be to see the gorillas in Uganda. So, you can really only see the mountain gorillas in Uganda, Rwanda, or Zaire. So, we went to a few places and they said, okay, so it was eight, at the time it was $80 plus $20 park fee to see them, which was good because was, that was about $25 cheaper than Zaire. However, they didn't have any space till September 1st. And at the time, I think it was August 8th. Uh, so we couldn't stay three weeks in Uganda. We only had about oh, just over a week left on our Ugandan visa as it was. So <laughs> we're like, okay, I guess it's going to be Zaire. Yeah, after trekking about half of Kampala... <laughs> Now it was the good old, let's find a restaurant that actually serves food and actually, and reasonable priced. For some reason, honestly, Kampala, every time I went there, restaurants didn't seem to have any food, like at all. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And then some that did were just way too expensive. Anyway, so we finally found a restaurant that had food and it was reasonably priced. So that was good. And ordered a fish dinner. Which was good, but it was basically like child size portion, so not so great. After a long day of walking around a hot Kampala, we headed back to our hotel and a girl had arrived sleeping in the third bed in our room. And she was okay, she was another English girl. She'd been a VSO worker in Tanzania for two and a half years. And she actually gave us an awesome tip, which we did follow up on. 
And she's because we wanted to also go see chimps as well as the gorillas. So we're going to go to Gombe National Park because that was the main one. And I think Jane Goodman had something to do with that park too. I'm not sure if she founded it or not. But this girl was like, no, you should go to this new park because hardly anyone knows about it. And it was a brand new sanctuary called Mahale Park. And Gombe Park was like 100 US dollars a day just to be there, not including accommodation. But the Mahali Park was only $15 a day. So we're like, okay, and no tourists because no one really knew about it. She only knew about it because she was living in Tanzania. Drawback was that it was a bit of a mission to get there. Now you hear all about that in a few episodes down the road. And now a quick sponsor break. Please, please, please never travel without travel insurance. Trust me, I learned once from the hard way and never again. <laughs> this is the travel insurance company that I use and they're awesome. They cover over 130 different countries. So go check them out. Manyroadstravel.com forward slash insurance, double L in traveled. And don't leave home without it, as the saying goes. <laughs> okay, now back to the show. And don't forget... Please, please, please never travel without travel insurance. Trust me, I learned once from the hard way and never again. <laughs> this is the travel insurance company that I use and they're awesome. They cover over 130 different countries. So go check them out. Manyroadstravel.com forward slash insurance, double L in traveled. And don't leave home without it, as the saying goes. <laughs> Not only is it great for you, but it also helps support the show. Thank you. So we kind of like, okay, snow gorillas, and we've got our new place to the chance. <laughs> We're sorted. <laughs> so the next day after breakfast, we headed back to the infamous Kampala Taxi Park uh, to get a jam-packed Matatu to Fort Portal and said goodbye to Kampala for good. <laughs> for the last time, basically. The usual Matatu rigmarole, like I said, jam-packed. And a Matatu is usually... Back then in Africa, a pickup truck that just had seats along the sides of it. Sometimes, sometimes they're not. You just stood <laughs> and they would pack it full. Occasionally, they were also vans. So, of course, this and usually would take about half an hour to wait for it to fill up. And I mean fill up. <laughs> so on my half a seat, I had to share it with a lady who had two little kids on her lap. So basically, I had one of the kids on my lap for the whole journey. And of course, again, really quite bumpy roads. So needless to say, it was a quite a long five-hour ride to Fort Portal. <laughs> so we got to Fort Portal about 3 p.m. And it was a really nice little town. It seemed to have everything you needed there, which was a novelty, really. <laughs> like food, restaurants, but also for camping and things like that. So Fort, Portal, Fort Portal is kind of a base to do a lot of Go to a lot of national parks, the ruins of mountains, like to see gorillas, to see the chimps. It's kind of a, it's a proper name for a portal. <laughs> it's kind of the port to go to other places. But it was a really cute town, had a great vibe, and there was quite a lot of other travelers there, which was cool too, because we hadn't seen that many for a while. We found our, you know, the normal cheap and cheerful hotel for about $5.50 for a double, which is okay. We headed out to grab something to eat, and uh, at this place was called the Wooden Hotel Restaurant. You had to order your food in advance kind of thing. So we put our order in for 7 p.m., the local dishes, which was ground nut, nut sauce, rice, and beans. Now, ground nut sauce, it almost tastes like peanut butter, to be honest. It's a little bit more liquid. So it's kind of random to have peanut butter on rice and beans. But hey-ho, you do what the locals do. And then we, we went off to 
find some information about going to Kabali National Forest Park because also the, there's chimps there. There's 13 different, actually, primates there. So that's really cool, 13 different types of monkeys, including chimps. So we found some info and then went back for our dinner. We got our dinner about 20 after 7, I'd say. And it was okay, but we had been so spoiled with Agnes, like our chef or the owner at, at Sese Islands. It was really, for a while, hard to measure up to any of her cooking, to be honest. So, but it was okay. And also during dinner, the electricity went out in the whole town. <laughs> Just out for hours. So we had to find a hotel back in the dark, worry about getting run over by bikes or cars or anything. But we made it in one piece, so that was good. But then I woke up at four in the morning with super bad diarrhea, which was not good. The bathrooms were down the hallway too. And then I, I just couldn't get back to sleep. So I was really exhausted. And then at 7.30 in the morning, the hotel owner, this guy was like banging on our door because he did it at about midnight the night before. We were already in bed. He's like, you need to pay. And we're like, okay, like <laughs> chill out. The only reason we didn't pay the day before because he wasn't around. So it's like, okay, we're still in bed. We're getting up. So paid him. Went out for breakfast and then went to find transport to Kabali Forest National Park. So at about 11 in the morning, we found a taxi, like a pickup taxi, to take us to the, to the park. So that was cool. It was, only, it was less than two bucks to get there. and It only took about an hour. So that was nice. And then we got to the campground at the Kabali Forest. And it was a really beautiful little setup on the ground. Like there was no one else there. <laughs> Just me and Claire. So that was really cool. We had the whole place to ourselves in a way. Set up... Um, our tents we each had a tent mine was better like it was bigger but it was a dome tent but it wasn't really waterproof so when it rained we'd get a bit of rain there but Claire had a really a teepee kind of two-man very small tent so whenever it rained we'd have to sleep in her tent and put my our bags in my tent and when it didn't rain we could stay in my tent and put our beds in her tents kind of thing right to add to the diarrhea, I also got my period, which was fun. Always fun as uh, female travelers. But great when you're camping, too. Super. <laughs> so I wasn't feeling great. Lack of sleep as well. So Claire kind of took over kind of the housekeeping duties or the chef duties. So she ended up making lunch and dinner and tea and stuff like that. So that was great. She was like, oh, yeah, what a woman. Thank you so much. And we just kind of chilled around on the campgrounds for most of the day. We did go on. They're like, oh, you can do a little they call it the half half mile walk or something like that. We're like, okay. <laughs> Took us 10 minutes. <laughs> Kabali is, I mean, it's really big, but where we were, it's kind of like a, a wet tropical rainforest. So it is beautiful. Like you can imagine, super lush green. And then we just kind of chilled out it, during the day and the rest of the day. And of course, it rained that night. So we were in Claire's tiny tent and I couldn't sleep. So it was great. It was like another night, no sleep. And then with my blood illness on top, that just triggers that as well. So I was, yeah, really not feeling great at all. But we had to get up at around 7 because we, we, we left for our guided walking tour at 7.30 in the morning. And another British traveler joined us, this guide. So the three of us and the guide through the, the park, which, like I said, beautiful. On the lookout for chimps and all the monkeys. So <laughs> about half an hour into this walk... As you can imagine, the forest floor is just covered with leaves and vegetation, so you can't really see it. Well, we, the, all four of us, walked across this huge, I mean, it must have been over a, a meter, two meters wide colony of red fire ants. Oh my God. Within 30 seconds, <laughs> it would have been hilarious to see this as an observer, to be honest, or video, whatever. We were all jumping up, 
patting ourselves down, screaming in pain because because we didn't see the colony at first. So we didn't even know what the hell was happening. <laughs> but we're just being bitten. And these ants that go to like the moistest places on your body, like warm, moist places. So they go right to your groin and your underarm. So like your most sensitive spots as well. And these suckers were huge and they bite you so hard that when you pull them off, the head and the pincher still stay attached to your skin and the body's off. They still don't even let go when they're dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, just to add to our bite collection too. The pain was ridiculous. Like I said, we were jumping up, screaming and, you know, and I was wearing trousers and socks and everything, but they just, whoo, right up. And then you'd be walking five minutes later and you get another one. So you'd be like, oh my God. And that's when we saw the huge trail of them. It's like, how did we miss that? Oh my God, not good at all. We continued walking for another three and a half hours or so. But did we see chimps? No, we did not. <laughs> so we only saw one red-tailed monkey and one white-nosed monkey. That's it. <laughs> there like all these primates there. No, saw a lot more fire ants, that's for sure. So the whole walk and toll was about four or five hours. Like I said, luckily it was beautiful, but the bites were just ridiculous. <laughs> Do not recommend those at all. The next day, so after breakfast, we packed up. So then we had to head back to Fort Portal to hear about what happens next. And things have been going pretty smoothly for Clara and I up to this point. Next episode, <laughs> things don't go quite as smoothly. So you'll have to tune in until next Thursday to hear all about that. But of course, before we go, and now it's time for Tam's Top Tips. So tip number one for the Kabali Forest National Park. So it's in West Uganda. It's about a five hour drive from Kampala and only 26 kilometers to Fort Portal. Although it still took us like an hour. <laughs> And it ranges from wet tropical forests, with, and it goes along with Fort Portal Plateau, through dry, to dry tropical forest and wood, woodland and savanna along the Rift Valley floor. So there's deciduous trees there as well. But as I said, there's 13 different primates there, which is the highest number of species in one park in all of Africa for primates. So that's pretty cool. And now, like, there's over 1,450 chimps in the Kavali Park. We didn't see one. <laughs> Although we do see chimps coming up soon. So the best time to go is in the dry season, which is between December and February and June and September. And the walking trail that, that we did, it's about 12 kilometers long. It's like I said, it takes about five, six hours or so. Hopefully you will not run into red ants or red soldier ants, or whatever they're called. Just nasty little creatures. <laughs> so nowadays it's $30 to do that hike. It's $40 for the entrance to the park or $20 for kids and then $30 for the walking trail. But there's also a lot of like there's over 325 species of birds there. So it's really good to do birding there. They have it's called the Bagiti National Par uh, Trail. So that's more for the birding and that is $30 as well. Or another option you can do is safaris in this area so you can do like you can combine so say you want to see chimps and gorillas um, you can do all that they have like three five and seven day packages so for example a three-day package would be the chimps you know the walking trail for the chimps and as well as begoni the bird tour and that you're looking at about eight hundred dollars for mid-level accommodation per person or they do have a five-day chimp and gorillas and that is seventeen hundred dollars per person 
the budget accommodation. Or the big one, seven days. So you see chimps, wildlife, and gorillas. So you go to three different national parks. And they are the Bali Forest, Queen Elizabeth National Park. That's for the wildlife. And then Bwindi National Park for the gorillas in Uganda. And that you're looking at $2,100 for mid-level accommodation. So that's another option if you want to do that. I mean, obviously it'll be cheaper to do it like we did. <laughs> we only paid six bucks. <laughs> I don't even think we had there's an entrance fee to the park, but it was six bucks for the chimp tour. So, but it is beautiful. I recommend it. And I think they have more chimps there now, so you have a better chance of seeing them. And then tip number three, as I talk about like Fort Portal, it's a great little town. You get all the supplies you need. And like I said, you're kind of in the middle of lots of different places you want to go to. See the chimps, the gorillas. Queen Elizabeth National Park has a lot more different wildlife. And also the Ruinzori Mountains are right near there too. So which is supposed to be amazing for hiking. It's very like otherworldly environment. So accommodation now in Fort Portal, you're looking at $7 like in a dorm up to $250 a night. All depends on your budget. And how comfortable you want to be, I guess. <laughs> and then for single female travelers, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any problems in Uganda anywhere, really. And we spent, you know, over a month in Uganda. The only only drawback is you you do get hit on quite a lot <laughs> by the men, but it's pretty harmless. I mean, it's pretty, pretty much the same if you're a bar back in a bar back home. To me. It's not much different. Yeah, I didn't have a problem. I felt safe, safe in Uganda. And when you want to do things like this, you'll just hook up with other travelers. So if you're solo, it's not a problem. When you might even get the, the tour by yourself, which is cool as well, because <laughs> you just get the guide to yourself, right? So I not a problem with Uganda at all. And don't forget, please, please, please never travel without travel insurance. Trust me, I learned once from the hard way and never again. <laughs> this is the travel insurance company that I use and they're awesome. They cover over 130 different countries. So go check them out. Manyroadstravel.com forward slash insurance, double L and traveled. And don't leave home without it, as the saying goes. <laughs> Not only is it great for you, but it also helps support the show. Thank you. Okay, so please make sure you subscribe and leave me your reviews. That would be great. You can do that on Apple very easily or on my YouTube channel or website under, under comments. Okay, so we will see you next week for some more craziness in Uganda. <laughs> okay, uh, until then, take care and safe travels one road at a time. <laughs>